welcome to the Nine to Kai podcast where we call out our burnout habits and begin creating a life in which we can enjoy our existence beyond what we do and we learn more about who we are. Y'all tend to know that I have a point to make when I come straight out the gate with it. A lot of us don't engage in burnout repair, burnout recovery, burnout prevention because we overcomplicate it. I'm going to say that one more time. We often do what we don't we often don't do what we need to do for ourselves because we overcomplicate things. The very brain that makes you a wonderful mother, sister, brother, father, parent, child, employee, friend, the very detail-oriented, overthinking, overachieving brain that you have is the very thing that's getting in the way of your burnout recovery say this, this is not meant to be invalidating or saying that you're overthinking it. This is not an episode that is like, just start overthinking it. It doesn't work that way. We we know that what we're working against is a little bit of like nervous system, neurobiology, et cetera, et cetera. But what I do want us to think about is the history of minimizing or undermining that we naturally do in order to be more chill, more collected, more together. That is a big ingredient into our overcomplicating our solution. I know I've said this on the podcast before, our complicated problems don't require complicated solutions. But before we dive into what are we going to do about this, let's touch really quick on the things that do lead to our complication of our issues. The very first thing is the stories that we tell ourselves. A lot of the stories that we tell ourselves are very much rooted in our life experiences. The bias that we have is not off. However, it isn't refreshed. And so these stories that we tell ourselves, these narratives that we carry with us aren't inherently false. The question that we have to ask ourselves is, is this a new version? Have we made efforts to update the book? You know, have we made efforts to update our operating systems? A lot of times we haven't because the narratives and the stories that we've told ourselves actually keep us safe. And so we don't experiment with present day to see if that version still works. You know, it's like when your phone just like finally stops doing what it needs to do because it's on an old operating system. And so those stories and those biases and those things that we get into are very much around those stories that we tell ourselves. So we make things more complicated than they have to be because we're not operating in present day or we're not willing to experiment with those narratives. Another thing that leads to our overcomplicating is the amount of work that we will do, the amount of stuff we will do to avoid discomfort. Shame is one of the most powerful emotions and us as humans are so hardwired to avoid shame at all costs that like we will do some grand ass stuff in order to not be in a place of discomfort. And when I say discomfort, I primarily mean shame. This is so difficult because oftentimes what we do to avoid the discomfort then becomes the problem. It's like when you make up a lie about why you couldn't go to a brunch and then that lie 
compounds and compounds and compounds. The next thing you know, it's like you have to fake a COVID test in order to <laughs> to prove that you were sick enough to like not go. When really we could just be honest and say that we didn't want to go. You know, the efforts and the schemes that we engage in, again, in order to keep us feeling safe, sometimes become the problem instead of the problem that we were having in the first place. Also, when we think about overcomplicating the things that we need to do in our burnout recovery, I think that we have extremely unreasonable expectations on our self-care. I think that we want self-care to be a one and done job. We want to take a vacation or a retreat or do a handful of therapy sessions and all of a sudden feel better. And it doesn't work that way. And I think that that is something that a lot of our society and, and even for myself, like this is something I have found myself in various arenas of my own personal life that I've just wanted to like do five steps and feel better. And it's natural because a lot of us don't have the margin to begin doing the ongoing work that is ongoing intentional self-care that is burnout recovery. I'd get it, you know, and those unreasonable expectations then make us overcomplicate our self-care or our burnout recovery because we feel like what we're doing isn't right. When really it is a dismantling and rebuilding of systems of how we see the world, how we relate to others and what we do. It like to genuinely engage in burnout recovery, it is a longer process than we all want it to be. And we can't speed through it as much as we want to, which is what leads to us having these unreasonable expectations of self-care and then we can begin spinning the wheel. So what do we do about it? What are we going to do if we're going to try to embrace this mindset, this mentality of not overcomplicating our self-care? First, it is just general acceptance. We have to acknowledge that while her problems in our life are unique to us and they probably have significant impact on us, that a simple solution doesn't undermine the impact of the issue in your life. That I think that is so important for us to remember. It's like if you haven't gotten your car oil changed and all of a sudden it's messed with various aspects of your car, you're not going to go in and do the most intricate work first on your car. What you're going to do first is see if you're going, like if just getting the car oil changed will work. If your car is messed up because you haven't changed the car oil, and even if it feels super messed up, changing the car oil, the simplest solution is going to be your first step. It's like that idea of, you know, when I, when people work with me, either as a therapy client or, you know, when I'm doing my talks, I really focus on what can we do just to get your baseline up first? What is the, what's the big thing happening in your life? Because we can't do the deeper work if we don't have a solid foundation. And that is focusing on stability first, focusing on stability, focusing on undoing, focusing on consistency. That's so important because it's all those little things that are going to be our anchors when we begin dismantling and rebuilding the bigger issues in our burnout. So that idea that this complicated problem you have, we want to validate that it is complicated. And your solutions to it are likely going to be quote, small. 
It's the idea, like if I'm spending too much food, which I am right now, I'm spending way too much money on food because I'm not taking an hour a week to meal prep. And yes, it probably takes more, but I'm talking about just planning the meal and seeing what I can do with what we have. Like that is a, that, that is an hour out of all of the hours I have in a week. One hour could dramatically improve my budget, but we don't, we want to, we want to make it more than what it is. And the thing is, it's not the threads and the stories that we do tell ourselves they're interwoven into all of these things that we do. And if we, I'm a big part, I'm a big person that believes in like shifting and changing behaviors, because that's going to loosen up some room to be able to begin investigating those threads that really do complicate things. And so that idea of starting small, focusing on stability first, we want to give ourselves credit where credit is due. We suck at giving credit for ourselves. Y'all, I am going to brag for the past month, I have gotten gas before my gas light has gone on. That seems like a very, and if you, if you know, you know, it is not the easiest thing to get gas before the light goes on. And I could easily beat myself up and say, oh, I should be doing that. But this becomes an issue because I can't tell you how many times it's one, it is stressed me out completely. And I have like almost been on full blown empty more times than I'm willing to admit. And two, it was putting a strain on my relationship because my husband would go to use my car and there'd be no gas in it. And he didn't like that. I just expected him to fill it up. That was a real argument that we had. The solution to that for me was simple and was to begin getting gas or trying to get gas when it was like at three quarters empty instead. That's a very simple solution to a complicated problem. And that was also reinforcing me consistently operating under a sense of urgency. So do you see how the simpler solution to a problem that was frequent led to me sort of unpacking and dealing with my reliance on urgency to get things done. So this week, I want you to focus on the small things you can do. They're going to have a big impact and let me know how it goes. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast this week. If this or any episode has made an impact on you, I would greatly appreciate a review. Um, Send this podcast to somebody that you know, any sort of support for the podcast, like it just makes my heart light up. It's more appreciated than you even imagine. So make sure you give it a review, make sure you share it. And as always, have the week you're going to have. I'm just so thankful for y'all. See you next week.